0: This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. We've covered a lot in our number
1: one, including the Jordan Addison story, which a lot of people were buzzing about. Uh, Virginia Tech wins in softball. The uh, women's lacrosse championship game, it's set number one and number two in the country. North Carolina, BC is going to be great. We had the NFL draft, 21 ACC players taken. Kind of a low number, but there may be a reason for that, and that is all the productivity that is returning in twenty-two, So all that stuff is fair game. Uh, we'll take some phone calls where we get to the best and worst of the weekend. And we start by going to my city, Winston-Salem, NC. I got Warren leading away. Warren, good morning. How are you?
2: Good morning. Uh, good to be with you guys. I just uh, agree, Pat, with everything that you have said about the NIL. And I would add that I think we also need to have some kind of a time frame associated with that. And I would say April 1st to April 30th for the transfer portal, because that would allow uh, the student athletes to go through spring practice for football, but it would also allow the coaches to construct a roster for the following year. So I, I think that there needs to be some kind of a time constraint on what is allowed in terms of the transfer portal.
1: Warren, I agree a thousand percent. Uh, There needs to be transfer windows, which allows, number one, it's a win-win for everybody. It's great for the student athlete that, hey, if you're uncomfortable with the school that you're at, for whatever reason, dog eat my homework, girlfriend broke up with me, hate the coach, don't like the school, whatever it is, you've got the ability to pick up and go. I'm all for the the student athlete having the right to get up and leave. I'm also in in favor of the coach being able to put together a roster because right now – It's gotten to the point if you're a coach, you got both hands tied behind your back. I'm trying to put this together. i got people leaving in the middle of the night. I don't know if somebody's tampering with my players. Do I have to go back? That's not what anybody signed up for. So Warren's point about putting up some kind of windows that, hey, here is the window of availability that you can get up and leave, 100%
3: right. Totally agree with that. Well, that's what professional leagues do, like the NBA with free agency. To try to prevent tampering, they say you can only negotiate with free agents starting here and ending here. Right. And I think that would work. But, again, do we believe in the NCAA to enforce that? No shot. Because tampering, I think, is even more prevalent in college sports than it is in the pros. Because you mentioned Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison, both from D.C. Caleb Williams can just DM that guy. What's up, man? We're both from D.C. You want to come play at USC? Make $3 You're million. You'll love it live in, yeah, live right. in SoCal. Right. So what's the NCAA going to do to stop that? Because even a very competent go- governing body would struggle with that. But the thing that really just it bothers me, Pac, is, again, I agree with you that the the one-year sit-out rule should come back into effect, but it's because of this circumstance. It, it's, it's because of maybe 2% of guys who are good enough to – elicit a two to three million dollar nil deal good enough to get coaches to tamper to bring them to their program when in reality most transfers are what you were talking about guys who are unhappy with their situation who feel like they'd be happier somewhere else and those guys shouldn't have to sit out but because of dudes like jordan addison i think they will have to
1: but drew here's the thing this is why i put that number at the end of our last segment when 70 percent of the student-athletes from August of 19 to July 21, 70% that have thrown their name in the hat, he or she, to go to another school, are sitting around going, what happened? I mean, yeah, I was unhappy. I was getting a free education. i go back to Dabo's point. We don't even talk about education anymore. I was getting a free education to compete, whether it be field hockey, tennis, football, basketball, baseball, whatever. But 70% of the student-athletes, or looking around going, man, what happened to my free education? What happened with my ability to go compete? Hey, you made a decision. Somebody whispered in your ear, Psst, hey, man, you're getting screwed at this school. You need, to go, you need to go over here, man. It's better over here. And all of a sudden, there wasn't an offer. Now what do you do? Right? Mm-hmm. So I think there needs to be, like what Warren just said, there needs to be a window. The fact that there's more rules and regulations For free agency in the NBA and the NFL and the WNBA and Major League Baseball than there is in college athletics is almost comical. Yeah. It's all that's criminal of what a horrific job the NCAA has done, that there is nothing in place to prevent, at least give a coach and a player the ability that they both can succeed. I mean, nobody's making that rule to say, hey, we're anti-player or we're anti-coach. How come you can't create a rule that helps both sides of the party here? And that's the way you should do it. A coach should be able to make a ton of money, and they do. A coach should be able to put together a roster, and they should be able to without having to worry about, hey, here's my team. I want to make sure nobody's sitting here stabbing me in the back. A player should be able to get up and leave if they're uncomfortable for whatever the reason, whether they're soft and we just want to get out, or hey, whether they're incredibly competitive and there's something that's just not right whether it be academically, whether it be athletically, whatever the case may be, let them go. But there's got to be some things in place that you understand, here's my window of opportunity and if I decide to leave, you know what, there's some repercussions of that too. Yeah, grass may be greener, hopefully. And I could get paid a ton of money. Maybe I'm not getting paid anything. Maybe I just need a new a new, new, fresh start. Great, but there is a repercussion for that. Whether you're an all-star player or whether you're the third string tight end and can't play Dead in a Cowboy movie. I think that you've got to start putting that stuff in place where everybody understands what are the rules. Because right now, it is chaos. I mean, for, for Patton Narduzzi to have to go through this with Jordan Addison is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And for Lincoln Raleigh to make the comments that he's making, and then all of a sudden, oh, by the way, while well, you see this great headline, I'm back here paying guys left and right. And I'm not saying that Lincoln's personally paying, but somebody representing his institution certainly is. I think you can have both, to be honest with you. If you just put some rules in place and everybody follows, I don't think it's asking too much.
3: Well, luckily, the NCAA has a great leader in Mark Emmert who's going to uh, – he, he always takes swift, effective action. So yeah. they'll, like they'll be Setting right.
1: his alarm clock in the office so he doesn't drool all over himself.
3: <laughs> how about okay. how about that guy? Well, my work here is done. College athletics in a great spot. I'll see you guys. I'll be in Turks and That's
1: why I was number two in my rowing rankings this week, right behind <laughs> Virginia. Because he sits on his butt and goes backwards as good as anybody on the planet Earth. (laughs) All right. Let me go quickly. We'll get to more of your phone calls. I know a lot of folks have something to say about this. 844-SAY-ACCN. We'll get to more phone calls. But we we need to give you the best of the weekend. It's a long list because there's a lot of stuff going on. Spring sports front and center as we get now into the month of May. And uh, we're going to go through this rapidly, okay? We're going to start with women's lacrosse. We told you number one versus number two in the country this upcoming weekend. But North Carolina, 5 down, 17 straight. No problem. The Heels keep on doing their thing.
3: 5-zip deficit. You see Ali Mastriani 12. That was just a ridiculous take. Uh, Carolina, they crush everyone, but this was good for them, I think. A little test on the road in South Bend, down 5 nothing to start against Notre Dame. They rip off 11 of the next 12, I think it was, and the, the Heels have a chance for their 6th consecutive ACC championship.
1: Rocking it, no doubt. Uh, They're going to see Boston College. BC is the number two ranked team in the country. They're the defending national champion. They've never won an ACC title. That's on the to-do list. But Cassidy Weeks goes nuts. She scored six times. Talked about Bell Smith with the nine points. Again, not even mentioning Charlotte North. This is how talented this team is.
3: They're absolutely loaded. Watch the ACC women's lacrosse title game here on ACC Network. It is going to be an absolute blast. It's the kind of game that might actually be better than the national championship, because if these two meet in the semifinals, like they did last year, that might have be kind of a that might be kind of a quasi national title game, because these are the two best teams in the country,
1: I think. About a shout out to Pitt, uh, first year program. I said on June 23rd, mark your calendar. You get an inside look at the Pitt women's lacrosse program getting underway. But uh, Paulina Defato, we mentioned her uh, last week, but man, two games, 37 saves. That's a tournament record. Got to put her on the list this weekend.
3: Two games, 37 saves. Didn't major in math up in central New York, but that's almost 20 a pop, pack. That's pretty good. Paulina that's, that's almost
1: West Durham-like right there. That <laughs> was. I mean, West with the math skills there. Yeah. strong.
3: Beautiful mind stuff. But Paulina DeFada, I mean, Pittsburgh in their first year, they're going to be a threat within a couple of years. I love what Emily Blossino is doing in the Steel City. That program is heading in the right direction.
1: Let's go one more time here. UVA, uh, Rachel Clark scored six goals Friday in an upset of but number three I, I Syracuse. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy, yeah, yeah. It's your boys up there to get the pom-poms out. <laughs> Tough weekend for the uh, Orange and the uh, lacrosse men and women. But this was a must-win for Virginia, if you're thinking about continuing that streak for the NCAA. Yeah. Uh, and they pulled it off. Again, uh, Julie gets a little Packer-Durham and bump being on the show on game day right. in Virginia Goes on and upsets number three Syracuse, but Rachel Clark goes nuts with six goals. Uh, let's go baseball. Uh, we talked about this. with the, the home run race in the ACC is awesome. Uh, this dude right here, Kevin Parada, went yard twice this weekend. He's now got 23. 23. Georgia Tech, by the way, wins two out of three against Miami over the weekend. Mm. Uh, Kane's got him yesterday, but Kevin Parada is no joke. He hits it and he hits it hard.
3: Peyton Taters, 23 bombs on the season. Everyone should be wearing rec specs.
1: Dude, I am telling, you, he's a dude now. <laughs> that guy, can't wait to see him in the Giants uniform. Uh, we just mentioned Bob softball. Miles. Virginia Tech, got to be on the list, best of the weekend. They win the regular season crown. We just bragged about the uh, softball in this league. Five teams in the top 20, but this is the number one team going in the ACC tournament.
3: Maybe the number one team in the country. I know there will be some folks in Norman who have some stuff to say about that, but about Pete Damore? I mean, all, all he does is win. All he does is win. This is uh, third year at Virginia Tech, I believe, and it's their best, best team in the ACC already.
1: Florida State, Virginia Tech, Duke, Notre Dame, Clemson, the ACC tournament will be out of sight. Uh, in case you missed this yesterday, Clemson-Louisville baseball, uh, Levi Usher made a catch for Louisville in the top of the seventh inning against the Tigers because I thought this thing was out of here. Now, if you didn't see this catch, uh, check this one out. Mm. All day. The
3: spider walker.
1: All day.
3: Looking like Bo Jackson climbing that wall. You like that? Whew.
1: How good was the that? Pusher.
3: Let it burn, man.
1: How I good like,
3: was that? I like the red glove, too. That's straightaway center. That's yeah. a straight robbery.
1: Say so thank you very much. That's out. Our turn. Let's go ahead. By the way, Louisville swept Clemson. I'll get to that momentarily. Uh, Give Florida State some love. I know they got a game canceled yesterday against TCU. Casey's not going to like the fact, but the Knowles beat up on TCU this weekend. They were looking for the three-game sweep, but it all started with this guy, Parker Messick, who is filthy. 14 Ks, only allowed two hits, shut out TCU. Horn Frogs were coming on in there, ranked in the top 20. Had no answer for Big uh, Lefty there, 15. Ooh, he killed him. That
3: stuff is filth. Huh? That was good, had wasn't breaking it? Breaking ball on the inside edge. For, I mean, that's disgusting. Forget and it. I'd love to see him in a Minnesota Twins uniform. That
1: happened. You know why? <laughs> the Giants. He's going to be a Giant. That's <laughs> why he's going to he, Carlos got, Rodon is going to be joining out there in the Bay Area.
3: You got the entire ACC.
1: Well, we are the ACC's team. We are. <laughs> uh, yeah, Casey's young and out here. Tampering. <laughs> yeah, there's no tampering. Uh, give Wake Forest some love. Uh, they had a doubleheader over the weekend, and they swept it. Brock Milken, three home runs, non-runs batted in. Pretty good afternoon of work there.
3: Three dingers, nine ribbies. I mean, that that is some impressive stuff from Wake Forest. We talk a lot about ACC tournament. By the way, Fuller just dropped a nuclear bomb Did he? over here. Speaking just for you. Brock Wilkin would be jealous of the bomb <laughs> that, that Fuller just <laughs> dropped. <laughs> What are, you, what are you feeding this guy, to quote yeah, West Durham?
1: Western. What do you feed that thing, Packer? <laughs> no, don't, don't worry about it.
3: Don't let that distract from the fact that Brock Wilkin had himself a nice afternoon at the office.
1: No doubt. Uh, somebody else got the Packer and Durham bump. We loved having her on the show about a week and a half ago. Gabby Leon from Louisville, pole vaulting. Remember if you watched the show? Well, guess what? She set a new outdoor record in the pole vault. She was a delight to talk to. Unity Week in the ACC, she's doing great work at Louisville and obviously getting a job done in the classroom. And, man, is she getting it! done. How they do this pole vault thing, I have no idea. It defies gravity how people do this stuff.
3: I'd break every bone in my body if I did the pole vault. But Gabby Leon, I mean, those track and field athletes, really all the athletes in the ACC, but especially track and field, they blow you away when they come on the show. I'm in
1: awe of all the track and field folks. I am. It's incredible what they do. Uh, I mentioned some sweeps in baseball. I mentioned earlier that uh, Louisville takes care of business, beats my beloved Tigers three straight times. They only scored, I think, 35 runs in three (laughs) days, Louisville did. They're still scoring against Clemson's pitching. Uh, But I'll tell you what, it's a good thing, because now Louisville leads the Atlantic Division by one game over Notre Dame, complements that three-game sweep of the Tigers. And uh, here they are, man. 35 runs they scored this weekend. 18-15, your final yesterday.
3: Goodness, eighteen
1: fifteen. This ain't soccer. No, 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 no. Whole different points. Whole different animal. Uh, They weren't the only one. NC State also pulled off the sweep. Uh, They knocked off Radford. We'll get into some of the ugly from the weekend, which happened in this series. But NC State goes a little camo with you. Uh, They take care of business. That's right. Uh, Out there,
3: they're invisible. Listen, my
1: man, Elliot Avent's got some work to do. They lost Sam Highfield, which was a big loss, and we'll see what happens with Tommy White. I'll discuss all that stuff coming up later. But the Wolfpack having a good weekend. NC State now 11-9 and 9 in league play. I know that was Radford non-conference games, but 11-9. and 9, uh, They trail both Notre Dame and Louisville in the Atlantic Division. Uh, Virginia Tech, got to give the Hokies some love. We had the big series in the Commonwealth, Virginia and Virginia Tech. And, man, for the first time since dirt, since dirt, Virginia Tech wins a road series in Charlottesville.
3: The Commonwealth. The title belongs in Blacksburg right now. I mean, it's been a great season for them all year. They're hitting the cover off the ball.
1: They have won six consecutive three-game series against ACC teams, four of them against ranked opponents between Virginia Tech softball and Virginia Tech baseball. It has been an awesome spring in Blacksburg.
3: Since Dirt, is that uh, like a a turn of phrase, or is that legitimate? Since Since, Dirt. Since Dirt.
1: That means it's never been done before. That's, <laughs> I came up with that last year. A like since that. dirt
3: reference. Since dirt. So anytime
1: we can throw something that's never happened before, we throw a since dirt in there.
3: I like it. You like that? Clearly, I'm new to the show. That's right. This but, is your
1: third appearance. You're good.
3: But I thought maybe it was like they put in a, a dirt field or something. It was no. the first time. No, it's the no, first time dirt. ever.
1: Since the invention of dirt. <laughs> that's how we're. That's how we're looking at that.
3: You get I love it? it yeah all right it smells better over here now uh, all
1: right oh, there you go how about uh, a wahoo, wahoo let's go swimmers right we love the again I, t- I tell you this all the time if it involves water and virginia they dominate yes. that combination who's in the water forget it kate douglas alex walsh emma wayne guess what congratulations to all of you oh, excuse me wyant yeah all right Wyatt. Wyatt. all so qualified for the 2022 u.s world championship team
3: emma wyant was a guest on olympic hour here with ACC Network. She was a delight to talk with. Big Taylor Swift fan. I think, uh, I don't know what's going on at UVA, but Dana Boyle and Emma Wine are both obsessed with Taylor Swift. And uh, I think they both chose that as their walk-up mu- music. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I asked Emma, you know, what, what do you listen to to get yourself hyped up to jump in the water? It's Taylor Swift, just shuffle the library. Works for her, obviously. Won a silver medal at the Olympics in, in Tokyo and more Team USA swag for her.
1: Kate, Alex, Emma, congratulations. Again, really, Virginia's swimming situation is incredible. It's ridiculous. Amazing. Uh, we talked about Chris Gray a second ago for North Carolina. Uh, he set a record, right? And this this is strong.
3: 401. Uh, second guy ever to crack 400 career points, and he does it with the question mark. So the question is, who's the all-time leading scorer in NCAA D1 men's lacrosse? And there's your answer. It's number four in Carolina Blue and you know We've talked about a pack, but for a guy on a young team doesn't get a ton of help on that Carolina offense. I know UNC didn't beat Duke yesterday, which they always want to do, and it's the most important thing. It's a pretty good silver lining when Chris Gray becomes the all-time career points leader.
1: How about this uh, shout-out? She's been on the show before. Super nice to talk to. Louisville. Look at this right here. Happy, happy world right here.
3: Looks like that a future cool? libero right there.
1: Look at that great photo right there. Mom's doing great, baby's doing great. Huh, oh, that's cool. That's what it's all about right there, folks. We can talk about winning and losing and sports and all that stuff, but it's nothing better than that right
3: there. Yeah. Now Boone just has to decide if he wants to play at the Yum Center or Cardinal Stadium, which sport is it going to be in Louisville Red. Is that cool? Congratulations, Coach Kelly.
1: Gregory Boone Kelly. That's awesome. It's the best news of the day right there. Uh, one more thing, our man Eric McLean, doing really good business. He uh, gave the keynote address uh, to the Clemson Life Ceremony. And there's our man with Look the tiger. Mr. Clemson with the Clemson Tiger. And uh, the Clemson Life uh, Project and is really incredible. If you haven't heard about that, uh, what Clemson does for folks is just off the charts great. And yeah. uh, two good folks right there now.
3: Yeah. Impressive. And you were recently at a fundraising event at Clemson as well, which is—I mean—it's more important than sports, man.
1: It's what it's all about, right? Again, go back to the education and making sure that you leave better community, better person, better family—all that stuff. It's what it's all about. Cool. All right, there you go. Best of the weekend. When we come back more. Of your phone calls, eight uh, four four say ACCN. It's eight four four say ACCN. And of course, uh, we got the worst of the weekend too. All that comes up. We got a busy, busy show. We go till ten a.m. Got Drew Carter, he's filling in for Wes. Packer and Durham, right here on ACCN.
0: The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast.
1: Packer and Durham on a Monday edition. Just went through the uh, best of the weekend. We're going to take more of your phone calls here in a second. So if you're on hold, hang tight. 844 SAY ACCN. We do have a little business to attend to. Unfortunately, we've got the good and then there's the bad. Uh, We're going to start with what I think is the biggest topic right now in the country. And that is, what's the story with Jordan Addison from Pittsburgh? Uh, Is he in the portal? Is he out? We don't still have the official word, but all kinds of speculation and potential tampering and all that stuff. Like I said, if he's in the portal, everything's fair game. But if he didn't go in the portal, Drew, uh, you can't mess with him.
3: Should he stay or should he go now? The rumor is there's been some tampering from USC. Could the NIL deal be worth maybe two, three million bucks for the reigning Bolitnikov award winner? Is he in the portal? We just do not know. All this happened a couple days before May 1st, which is the deadline to enter the portal. If if you want the waiver to be able to play next year, we shall see. We'll hear from uh, Pete Thamel at some point today. I'm sure he'll tweet out whether or not he's in the portal. because I I think Pete Thamel has a a two-bedroom condo in the transfer portal. That guy is plugged in. Though. He
1: is. There's no doubt. He's great. And, you know, Pat Narduzzi, uh, I can feel his pain on all this, even if it turns out that, that Jordan's coming back for the Panthers. I mean, just imagine the aggravation he's had to go through to make sure, hey, he's my guy, right? He's my guy. What, what are we doing here? And he talked about that a month ago on yeah. radio going, this is ridiculous that we're having to redo all this transfer nonsense and the, the tampering thing has got to get straightened out. It's, and if you think this is the only time this has happened – you're dead wrong. This has been going on now for a long time. It's got to stop,
3: got to stop. Just easier to do it now with with some of these rules or lack lack
1: thereof, there are no rules. So therefore, hey, let's go for it. Uh, Sam Howe's on this list. Not that we have anything against Sam, but he drops to the fifth round. Are you kidding me? I mean, I thought for sure somebody jumps on him in the second round, third round, worst case scenario. But for Sam Howe to drop to the fifth round, he goes to Washington. I mean, good luck to Sam. And, uh, but, man, I was stunned that he fell that far.
3: Yeah, but, hey, good for Sam. First quarterback drafted in the history of the Washington Commanders. That's right. I believe Brian Ives already has his Commanders Sam Howell jersey on the way to Bristol, Connecticut. Uh, but it's crazy, Pac. I mean, we were talking during the break. Sam Howell probably would have been a first-round pick last year. He might have been the number one pick last year, or that was the expectation for him coming into the the 2021 college football season. So, I think he's got a little chip on his shoulder. And, by the way, later on in the show, I've always been curious, what's the origin of the phrase chip on the shoulder? I don't know. I will, uh, I will enlighten the you viewers that. at home later you, on in the you show. You got that info? That's the one bit of prep I did for today's I show. I like that because yeah.
1: I don't know the answer to that. But I was stunned that Sam Howell dropped to the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this earlier today. Uh, the ACC puts only 21 players in the NFL draft. If that number sounds low, well, it is low. Uh, but I do think the reason for it is is the amount of production that is still coming back. I think the 22 season for football is going to be out of sight. I do.
3: Yeah, 21, lowest among Power 5 conferences. But you're right. I mean, this isn't necessarily an, an indictment by any means. you got a lot of returning production. we at get a team like Clemson, NC State, Wake Forest, obviously great last year. A lot of those guys are coming back. The league is in a good spot right now. And as you pointed out earlier in the show, Putting guys in the draft doesn't necessarily mean you win games in college. That's right. And I think a lot of these teams that didn't put a lot of guys in the league this year who normally expect to are going to win a lot of games next year with the exception of Texas. Because even though they didn't have a draft pick, they're probably not back.
1: Uh, well, like I said earlier, I mean, LSU put uh, double digits in this year's draft. Uh, I don't what they do last year. They sub 500 again two years in yeah. a row with all the NCAA issues that they got to deal with. I mean, just because you put a lot of guys in the draft doesn't mean you're killing it. You know, you still got to go win games. I think the ACC football season 22 is going to be pretty good. Uh, some tough news. NC State's uh, all star world player, Tank, right? Big Tommy White, uh, playing third base, goes down trying to catch a ball. Man, he gets hurt. I uh, hate seeing this because he has been a blast to watch at the plate going yard like crazy. He's hit 19 home runs this year. He can sell. Taken out. He did not play uh, Saturday or Sunday. Uh, we hope to get some kind of injury report from NC State. Uh, Maybe today or tomorrow, but hopefully Tommy's going to be okay because he has been a joy to watch this year. But it goes down on Friday night, and hopefully he'll be good to go.
3: I think uh, some NC State fans are probably saying, why was he playing third? Why don't you put him at first base where it's not quite as arduous maybe? But I'm sure Tommy White wanted to play third. He seems like a pretty competitive guy from our vantage point. So hopefully he's okay. Yeah, I mean, we really want to see him at the plate.
1: No doubt. Between NC State losing Sam Highfield, the great pitcher, you don't want to lose Tommy White coming down the stretch. Uh, All right, you're a Minnesota guy. You love everything from Minneapolis. I'm assuming including the Vikings. Would that be accurate?
3: Yeah, but I was dying to know who we were going to draft in the 40s, but uh, Ed Marinero had other ideas.
1: So were we. Uh, Here's the problem. Uh, Ed Marinero, if you didn't see this, gets up, and all he's got to do is go, hey, with the 43rd pick, the Minnesota Vikings select, fill in the blank, the reason we put this up is because the Vikings picked Clemson's Andrew Booth. But this Ed Marinero guy thought it was like his own variety show. He kept talking and talking and talking. Finally, as you see there, a producer had to come out and say, hey, dude, just read the name. Let's get on with it while we're young.
3: Yeah. Ed Marinero,
1: come on, man. Get on with it.
3: Maybe the first time in NFL draft history that someone has had to be played off the stage or unfortunately had someone come tell them they couldn't do it. Um, Ed Marinero, I was watching the draft with my buddies back in Minnesota, and someone said, "Isn't that the coach from Blue Mountain State?" Yes. I was like, "I don't remember. I only remember Thad Castle and Alex Moran from uh, or Alex Moran from Blue Mountain State." But five minutes after my friend said that, Ed Marinero was talking about Blue Mountain State on the stage, uh, and I was like, "What is this guy doing?" I mean, get on. We're baby. in the second. It's like if you're if it's Mr. Irrelevant, fine, but we're in the second round. I needed to know who my Vikings were going to take. And thank you to the NFL or whoever it was in Vegas for sending the producer out there to wrap it up. And thank you to that producer for making sure he got out of there.
1: I mean, dude, you got one job, right? Just go. Re- hey, hey I'm Ed Marinero. You might remember me from 70 years ago. I played for the Vikings. And man, I'm here to tell you that, man, we're excited about our pick. This guy from Clemson's going to be out of sight, Andrew. That's all you got to do. Now get off the stage. <laughs> He's out there talking about what he did. I'm like, dude, get lost. This thing is lasting forever to begin
3: with. He could have taken a page out of my friend Sam Prince's book. You remember the kid who yeah. announced the fifth pick for the Giants? He was great. You get up there, high energy, quick. Don't mess around. Word economy. Sam Prince got it. A guy who uh, might be going great. to Syracuse for that, a sports That broadcast. dude was great. I can recruit. Well, now, that was yeah. a cool story. Ed, you sucked. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> uh, this was a stunner to me. Clemson's Justin Ross not even drafted. This is a show. Uh, you know, after watching him when he, when he torched Alabama and, mm. and Clemson beats uh, the Tide by 800 touchdowns for the Natty, you're thinking, man, we're, how about the upside for this guy? Is he, not, he could be the first pick in the draft. Oh, yeah. And yeah. here you go, their fast forward the clock in the grenade. He had some injuries. Clemson's offense last year, very sluggish. Wasn't even drafted? You've got to be kidding uh, me. Everybody paying attention?
3: I, I can't believe that. Seventh round. Someone take a flyer. We're drafting punters over Justin Ross? How does that make any sense? I mean, he'll latch on somewhere. He'll, he'll sign as an undrafted free agent, but... Pack, if you told me, if you put me in the time machine in 2018 or 19, whatever year that was, when he torched Alabama, this would be unthinkable. Because it's not just the numbers with him. Some of the catches he made, I remember that game, ridiculous.
1: Guy's a star. Now, granted, he had a tough injury, and I'm sure there were some flags with all that kind of stuff. But, man, you got to take a flyer on Justin Ross. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Notre Dame and BC baseball yesterday, they got to the sixth inning. And they lasted maybe a little bit longer than Ed Marinero's speech. Uh, these two teams combined for 17 runs in the sixth inning yesterday. 17.
3: I disagree with putting this in worst of the weekend. This is best. We want points, man. We want scoring. How
1: about pitching? How would you categorize that?
3: Overrated. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't soccer. Put them up. Break the scoreboard.
1: 17 runs. I mean, B.C. put a six spot up, the top of the six, to take the lead. You think, oh, man, Notre Dame could be in trouble. Wrong. (laughs) Have an 11 spot right underneath it.
3: And this is – that thing is probably a a block of ice, the baseball. We're playing in South Bend. Two cold-weather teams, and they are running it up. Smashing it.
1: Yeah. Uh, We mentioned this earlier. uh, Jimmy Ortega, who's just a great player. Not good. Great player. Had her streak of 50 consecutive games come to an end, at least scoring a goal, which is just unheard of. She's automatic, right? She's going to score.
3: Yeah, but got a lot of attention from that Notre Dame defense. Still had two assists, a ground ball, caused turnover. So still made her presence felt. Jamie Ortega, how about this for a cross-sport analogy? A little Steph Curry-esque. Where she's got gravity, is what the smart basketball people call it, where you can just be out there and make an impact, even if you don't score because you command so much attention. Carolina still wins the game. Ortega does her job.
1: Yeah, she's great, though. She's on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, I know her mom's a big follower and all that stuff. But, uh, again, North Carolina, B.C., Saturday for the ACC Championship, the two best teams in the country. Going to be great. And finally, I mentioned this on Friday. I'm going to mention it again just because I like the guy so much. Uh, But i was sorry to see this happen. I'm happy for him going to Penn State. But Pat Craft, the Boston College AD, takes the job at Penn State. He'll do a great job at Penn State. Uh, I mean, I thought he was great for B.C. and great for the league.
3: Done some great stuff at BC. I think Earl Grant and Jeff Halfley, two young guys with juice. BC fans should be really excited about the foundation that he has laid in Chestnut Hill. But yeah, you would have liked to see him remain in Boston for the long haul, but... It's a business of college sports, man. Penn State, what do they got, like 60,000 students? just makes sense. Well, He'll do
1: a great job there. And uh, BC, again, back to the drawing board from a director of athletics standpoint. And uh, Martin Jarman left for UCLA. Pat leaves for Penn State. BC will find a good fit, but uh, we wish Pat the very best. All right, we are taking phone calls. all right. Let me take a quick call here. When we come back, we'll take even more calls. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number. Jay in North Carolina has been holding patiently. Jay, good morning. How are you?
2: Oh, I'm fine, Pat. How's it going? Excellent.
1: Thanks for asking. What's going
2: Excellent. Yeah, my I know that NIL is a big topic, but let me tell you what the problem is. The problem is greed. Because the NCAA, the college presidents, and the athletic directors, they're the ones that got us in this mess to start with. Because if you remember, they, the, the Supreme Court told them, you got to do something about the whole system, because you're running a plantation. I mean, Kavanaugh, who I don't agree with, he says that uh, he doesn't know how you've been getting away with not giving the paying the players to start with. So you brought it all on yourselves.
1: Jay, I I can't disagree with that. Uh, When the NCAA got obliterated in uh, the Supreme Court with the Austin case, it really just kind of set everything in motion. But again, I'll emphasize, Drew. I think you can have name, image, and likeness. I think you can have the transfer portal, but you've got to have some kind of restrictions and rules and regulations, and folks have to be held accountable for their decisions. That's how you fix all of this. But if you think, oh, man, we're going to just put our hands up and let the Congress figure it out, I've got news for you. It could be too late three years down the road. What in the world are we going to look What is this going to look like in 10 months You've seen what name, image, and likeness has done with the transfer portal and the mindset and where the the, the coaches now find themselves. If you're going to tell me we're going to go three years down the road before there's any rules or regulations, what are we doing? What is this thing going to look like?
3: And what are we waiting on? Right. We've got great ideas. You had a good one earlier in the show about reinstating the the one-year sit-out rule for, for transferring. But the NCAA, I mean, Jay's right. They wouldn't allow this for as long as they existed. And then they said, "Okay, great, we'll do it. Hands off and applied no rules or regulations. And now we end up with this where it's basically becoming professional sports. And uh, I think what Jack Swarbrick said last time I was on the show, we had a good conversation about his comments with he thinks there's going to be a shift in the way college sports operate, maybe a separation of the haves from the have nots in D1. This is just going to expedite that. 100%
1: agree. All right, we're going to take more of your phone calls. 844-SAY-ACCN when we return, right? 844-SAY-ACCN. We'll throw a little baseball in there, too, from what happened over the weekend. Uh, A couple sweeps, as we already pointed out. we got some leaders in the Atlantic Division in Louisville, and Miami's leading in the Coastal, and other stuff. But phone calls coming up next. 844-SAY-ACCN. It's Packer and Durham on ACC Network.
0: Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham.
1: Here is our featured ACC baseball game of the week. Friday night, Georgia Tech and Clemson square off the first of 3 they There'll be at beautiful Doug Kingsmore Stadium, and you got all of that right here on ACC Network and the ESPN app. Georgia Tech, Clemson, Friday night right here. You'll be good to go. Jackets coming off a pretty solid weekend. They won two out of three. Against Miami, life is good on that front. We'll give you a quick scores from uh, yesterday. Uh, again, Georgia Tech wins two out of three, as I mentioned. Virginia Tech, with the, really the big series, took two out of three on the road at Virginia. Louisville swept, took care of business. Uh, Notre Dame won two out of three against BC. But here's your scores from yesterday. Man, you like double-digit scores? Oh my well, the dudes were raking yesterday, <laughs> man. They were hitting everything in sight. And look at some of these
3: scores. I like the, the two in the bottom there. 16-10 and 18-15. What every announcer says when there's a high score in a non football game is, oh, it looks like a football score to that's me. That uh, doesn't really check out here. They're not really football scores in those two. I think 18 15 would be scoregami in football, but that's fun, man. I like it. As long as I'm not calling the game, make it four and a half hours. Well, you know,
1: you sound like Wes Durham. Wes <laughs> has a real problem doing baseball. Like, too long, Pac. The games are too long. And I'm like, what well, do you mean? If you love being a broadcaster, let it go 18 innings and sure. talk for seven and a half hours.
3: What's the difference? He should do some softball because it takes half as long as baseball. It moves a whole lot faster. Not as many pitching changes. Softball is built for TV.
1: It has, and the TV yeah. numbers prove it. Uh, the league is loaded, as we've discussed. All right, more of your phone calls. Eight four four. Say ACCN is the number. I think the Jordan Addison-Pitt-slash-USC conversation will be a humongous talk, but topic today, especially when we get more information about the transfer portal. And we've got to know the answer to that before you can say guilty, not guilty, whatever the case may be. Again, you want this to be a win-win for all parties involved. Let me go to New York, where Jeffrey has been holding patiently this morning. Jeffrey, good morning. How are you? Hello, Jeffrey. Are you there?
3: Is he still waiting patiently?
1: Jeffrey? Did we put you to sleep? I think he's gone. All right, let me I'm go here. to Jake. He's in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, is that Jeffrey?
3: Jeffrey. That's Jeffrey. Right, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, go, go. All
1: right, go right ahead.
2: Oh, okay. How you doing? Great. Glad you took my call. Uh, yes, sir. Listen, you remember back in the days when coaches get... Jeffrey, are you there? Yes, can you hear me?
1: Jeffrey can just talked to can us. You'll be good. No, yeah, no, no, we can't just talk uh, to wait us. Wait for your, a while. But I'm here. Can television. you hear me now? Jeffrey, I'll <laughs> right, tell you what we're going to do. We're going to say goodbye to you, and then while you're watching on a seven-second delay, you could turn off your television and call us back, and we'll be more than happy to talk to you. In the meantime, let me go to Jake. He's in Pennsylvania. Jake, good morning. How are you?
2: Hello. Well, how are you guys doing today?
1: We're good. Hope you are.
2: Hey, yes, I have a couple things. Uh, one is the, the uh, about the portal. What would be fair would be most of these kids are leaving because of their depth chart, which is a fair, fair reason to leave. They shouldn't be allowed a lateral move. If a kid's playing Division Two and he gets he gets something to move up, then you don't have to sit out of here. But if if a, if a player wants the lateral, then they should sit out. Just as the play, most of the players for Pitt that go into the portal dropped down a class, they shouldn't have to sit out a here. But you shouldn't be allowed a lateral move within the same. Class. I think that'd be a fair. And um, another thing, i just like your comment on this. What do you think it's going to do to continuity in the locker room when you have kids driving up in these cars, living on beach houses, and the other kids on the team? You know, there's a lot of egos in the locker room, and when money's going to have a big, big problem there. I just want to know what you guys thought of that.
1: Jake, thank you for the phone call. Uh, we haven't even talked about that, but I will say this uh, for whatever it's worth. I talked to a lot of student athletes and when all this NIL thing was coming down the pike, the conversation a lot of times involved, hey man, if somebody in my locker room is getting paid, good for them. It's almost as if it's a badge of honor that, hey, my guy got paid. And so but at some point in time you gotta figure eighteen to twenty-two year olds, material goods, cars, cash, whatever includes with all that stuff. You know, just the human nature alone, sometimes you get ticked off. I mean, if your star quarterback's getting paid millions of dollars and an offensive lineman are getting free grilled cheese sandwiches, uh, you know, at some point in time, that could tick somebody off. I could see that being a problem.
3: Yeah, and there are ways around it, for sure. I remember what De'Eric King did at Miami last year. He was spreading the sugar a little bit, sharing the wealth. Um, I think Jake makes a good point about the locker room dynamic, and um, I think that's the solution is, is the players who make the most money help out their teammates a little bit.
1: Well, I would think that you would have to,
3: yeah.
1: or, or else there could be an issue. As far as the lateral move, uh, to me, that's irrelevant. I mean, you know, your job as a student athlete is the number one, get an education, that's number one. And then from a competition standpoint, hey, if somebody else is better, you either toughen it out, which is a lot of people used to do and go, Hey, let me, you know, I love this school. I love the coach. This is why I decided to sign up. I didn't know that they recruited after me or in front of me or whatever. you got to go to work. I mean, nobody's going to hand you anything. So roll up your sleeves, go to work. And if it turns out you got to get out, it doesn't matter. In my opinion, you should have a one-year transfer. If you want to transfer, go. But you got to sit out a year, and good luck to you. Hopefully, the next place you go, you put in the effort to get it done. We'll talk about that more. We'll take more of your phone calls, too. Maybe uh, Jeffrey will figure out how that delay works. We'll see. That should be interesting. Uh, you got the number, 844-SAY-ACCN. Drew Carter, he's filling in for Wes. I'm Mark Packer. It's Packer and Durham. guys right here on ACC Network.
0: The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast.
1: Packer in Durham, it is May 2nd. May, by the way, is a Mental Health Awareness Month. The ACC is having a seminar today and tomorrow for health and safety and mental awareness, which is such a huge deal. We've talked about it a bunch, really, in the last couple of years, given the COVID situation, the pandemic, what student-athletes have gone through, what we've all gone through. Uh, and again, it's really, really important. Uh, another thing that we did, and we I know we've aired this before, and it's worth taking note because, like I said, this is an important month to understand the big picture. Trey Tipton was a tremendous player for Pitt. And uh, four different times, four different seasons, he had season-ending injuries. He has been through it from a physical standpoint, a mental standpoint, and his story is certainly remarkable. And it's obviously it's an unfiltered look at mental health and what he went through. Check this out. You'll be impressed.
0: I never could get away from the darkness. I don't know enough. I don't have enough. I can't control enough. Why am I here? What's the point in life? I could just cut my wrist right now and end it off. Over and over and over and over and over and over over again. I used to just think that it would be easier if I just wasn't here. What are you going to do with that, Trey Tipton? Man, from when I was like seven till I was 23, thought about it every single day, every day. There wasn't a day that slipped my mind that I didn't think about, end of my life. My early childhood, man. There was a lot of difficulty at times. We were always just trying to make a way, trying to figure out how we were gonna to get to the next level of life and just be able to just feel happy and to feel successful. And then as I got older, I just consistently started seeing death over and over and over again. I got very scared to love people. I got scared to love myself. I got scared to love my mom. I got scared to love my dad because I felt like anytime time I would love on somebody, they would go away, they would pass away. I didn't like to feel pain at the time. I remember realizing that I was going through depression at an early age in my life. Eyes up,
2: eyes up, eyes up. a step. Next one here is Trey Tipton, wide receiver from Apollo Ridge High School. A guy that just lights up every room that he walks in, as far as character
0: goes. Football and sports became my safe haven. It gave me a place that I didn't, I didn't have to think, I could just be me. Y'all great because y'all prepared for greatness. I didn't have to be in pain. I could just go play. One, two, three, Trey Tipton.
3: so touchdown. Trey Tipton on the catch.
0: Depression is like a dark coat that you can legitimately never take off. That setback reverted me back to my mindset, like nothing's ever gonna work. Life is too tough. And football wasn't going well. I felt really lonely. And I just remember saying to myself, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. There's nothing you could tell me that's gonna make this life better and I walked the whole way to the bridge until I got in front of the football stadium. And I just remember feeling like a failure and just looking at the bridge. I climb on the other side of the bridge and I look at the water and I think to myself, yeah, I could do this right now and everything would be okay. And I slipped and I caught myself and then it hit me. You gotta be tired of losing to yourself. I seek professional help. I just vowed to myself from that day that I would never get back to this point and I was willing to do whatever it took to make sure that that didn't happen. That was when my organization Love was created.
3: Who got my back?
0: Love stands for living out victoriously every day. We created this organization specifically to help student athletes deal with depression, anxiety, and injury through community. It low-key saved me. It saved me from going back into that deep, dark depression because I understood that there was people out there that also feel the way that I do.
2: We can all be proud of ourselves, you
0: know? To see so many different people impacted and getting help, it made me really feel good. It made me feel like I was back to me. It gave me a purpose outside of sports. For as long as I've had a phone, I've never had to call my mom more than twice. Something wasn't sitting right and I can already tell. 10 minutes later, my aunt called me, get here now, your mom's not breathing. Oh. She had a heart attack in her sleep. The one person I rely on more than anything is no longer here. It'd be doing her a disservice to give up now. I had to learn how to pull back from that thought process that every single time something bad happens, you don't have to directly connect it to death. I just began to attack my mental health and I began to attack myself on how well I wanted to train and how hard I wanted to train. Getting on the bridge is always tough, but that place now is a place of peace. It's a place where I've actually accomplished something bigger than anything that I've ever faced. So I think that my story gives hope. Because they could see the darkness and see how I see light, maybe, just maybe for a second, they can see light in their own life. That's what I think my story is, hope.
1: Incredibly powerful message there by Trey Tipton. Just a reminder, right? I mean, if you need some help, hey, there's help there for you. Reach out for it. It's okay.
3: That dude's a hero, man. He's, yeah. he's a role model, and uh, I think of a Charles Barkley quote from back in the day, I'm not a role model. Well, some athletes are. Uh, Trey Tipton is. Uh, he's He's been through the ringer from a physical and mental perspective, but what he's doing, what the athletes with Morgan's message are doing, this stuff is crucial. What the ACC is doing with, with this summit the next couple of days, but Trey Tipton, I remember when that piece first came out and I watched it on Twitter and – powerful. I, uh, I immediately went to his, his website and I bought a couple pieces of merchandise. I have a sweater, which I should have worn today, um, and I have a, a sticker. And the sweater says, adversity is not a period in life, it's a comma.
1: Right.
3: And Trey Tipton is, is a great example of that. Um, I think he, he hits the nail on the head with the last thing he said there, which is, that's my story, hope. Because more people go through what he went through than you ever hear about. And for Trey Tipton to come back from the depths and to, just to have a, a symbol of that, like the bridge, for him to come back from that and you see him smiling there and the, the difference he's making, that does give hope for everyone, um, no matter how bad it is at the moment. So good on you, Trey Tipton. I mean, he's, he's probably my favorite athlete in ACC history. Yeah,
1: it's a very powerful piece. We've, we've aired that a couple times. But again, I'll emphasize again, May is mental health awareness month and if you need some help or you feel like hey something's slipping away there's somebody out there to help you and uh, take advantage of it uh, quick break we come back power hour is next taylor moreno is going to join us in about a half an hour uh, she the goalie from the university of north carolina again north carolina bc number one versus number two women's lacrosse championship in chapel hill but well, when you come back, returning production, we'll address all the football issues as well and more. Your phone calls at eight four four say ACCN. Packer and Durham, Drew Carter filling in for Wes. Guys, right here on the ACC Network.
0: Packer and Durham.